0: So throughout the year, I generally group my messages into series so we can tackle a specific subject thoroughly um, and from different angles. But in the summer, we change things up a bit. Uh, We give you something different every week, a different speaker, a different subject. Um, And so today, we have Mr. Tim Bell giving us the Word of God. Come on up, Tim. If you haven't got a chance to meet Tim, this guy's incredible. I would call him one of our elders here. Darla didn't like that. Do you like that? You You don't care. So he's actually what I would call my accountability partner, we meet once a month, and if I need some correction, he'll let me have it. So if, you're, if you think that I need correction and you're too afraid to come to me directly, just go to him and he'll relay the message. He's a tremendous blessing to our church though, and you're, you're about to find that out. He has what's called the teaching anointing on his life. You're going to find that out today because you're going to understand something in the scripture that you didn't understand before. So I'm going to hand it over to you. I'm excited. All
1: right. All right thanks. Amen. Oh, my. We could have just kept on going in praise and worship, couldn't we? Oh, goodness sakes. Hallelujah, Father. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name, and we just submit our time here to you in Jesus' name. We just open our hearts to the Holy Spirit so he can teach us and show us what we need. And we just thank you that you're always good to do that for us. And we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Oh man, I don't, if uh, if this is one of the first times you've ever been in this particular uh, church and you wonder, why are all the kids still with us? Well, that's just one of the things that we do. Uh, we keep the kids in with us and I really like it. Yeah. Uh, my dad used to take us to these old tent meetings uh, back in the day as kids. And uh, the tent's as big as this, this whole building. I mean, all the way. I mean, huge tents. We'd have... I don't know, 10,000, 5,000, 10,000 people in these tents. And as a kid, I, uh, I, they'd, they'd let us just stay in the back where all the cedar chips were, and we'd throw them at each other. And uh, I still remember uh, it would get real late at night because you didn't have a tent meeting unless it was three hours. You didn't, it didn't count, I guess. I don't know what, that must be 3 Timothy or something. That, but then it, was, it didn't count unless it was like three hours long. And so, uh, but dad would actually let me sleep under the chairs. And so I'd fall asleep under the chairs with the word just washing over me. And believe it or not, uh, that, I picked up that. Uh, later, he was the vice president of a chapter of Full Gospels Businessmen's Fellowship in, in Colorado. And since I was his son, no one would restrict me. So I could go anywhere I wanted to go. And when they started laying hands on people... Here, hold on a second. Because the, the spirit is... Oh, my. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Father, help me out here. Whoo! If I start to get weepy, that's... That's kind of how the spirit manifests to me. And then I, it's embarrassing to me. It shouldn't be, but it is. That's another story. So anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, forgot where I was. Well, anyway, so uh, when we brought Ethan, Ethan is my, uh, my wingman back there. He'll be putting the scriptures up on the board. He spent all of his church time uh, changing the uh, praise and worship lyrics and then bringing up scriptures. And any time he'd bring up scriptures for then-Pastor Mark, he was Pastor Mark's wingman most of the time, he would have to read along with Pastor Mark to know when to switch the scriptures up. And so again, that's a, you know, the word never returns void. So all of these kids being in here, so if they get a little loud, I don't care. It doesn't bother me a bit. I mean, I professionally, I, I teach uh, juniors and seniors in high school, and they can be kind of loud and ratty too. So I... <laughs> I just, you know, I can go with the flow. Well, as it, uh, all those times that I would, I would grow, when I was growing up and I could go, when they would lay hands on somebody and start prayer lines, I would like to go up to the front where my dad was. And of course, since he was the vice president, they would let me go because I wasn't rowdy or anything. I mean, I would stay out of the way. I knew when to, then not to say anything when the spirit was moving. In fact, have you ever noticed that real, real little ones, when the spirit's moving, they get sleepy? Have you ever noticed that? They kind of calm down and get sleepy. Well, anyway, so when I was up there one time, I specifically remember a time when he was there laying hands on a lady whose leg was significantly, I mean, her, shirt, her shoe on one foot was about that thick, uh, bigger than the other foot. And so I remember specifically where they lay hands on him, and I remembered watching, I mean, from me to you, watching the leg grow out and extend where there was no joint, and ever since then, I, I knew that the Holy Spirit was dealing with me and that God was dealing with me. But as most of you know, you, don't, you can't really make your mind up as to uh, God's leading and whether or not you're going to follow him until you get a little older. So this last uh, February, on the 25th, oh, here we go, <laughs> uh, is my 40th anniversary So, uh, now I was only 17, which most people say, well, you grew up in a family, you grew up in church. Well, it took me until I was 17 to really say, Father, you know, clearly I have no idea what I'm doing, and just surrender. Uh, Some people it takes less than that, some people it takes more than that. Uh, I've met people that are, you know, significantly older that are still thinking their way is the way to do it. But uh, they'll find out. Holy Spirit will work with them. He'll figure it out. So uh, I specifically remember when I was uh, 17 and I was saved, and I knew that I should love the Word of God. Right? I should love to get into the Word of God. But then when I got into the Word of God, it was boring. Okay? I mean, like, ouch. You know, if I could make it a chapter, and this is for all of you little guys that want to be able to read your Bible, uh, but you're like, all you, if you can. Now, what I used to do is I would just stay in uh, the Old Testament and Samuel and Kings, you know, where there's lots of killing and slaying and stuff, you know, smoting, a lot of that stuff happening, which, you know, to a 17-year-old, you are like, you know, I like a good smote, you know, <laughs> it's all good. Uh, so anyway, uh, I guess you guys, how old are you guys? 14 and 17, oh okay. yeah. So you were ballpark about the same. So I was, and I just didn't like the word. I just couldn't get it. So I'm like, Father, how? So I had a buddy of mine come up to me once, and he goes, oh, and you know what you do? You read all the Gospels three times through in a month. And I was like, well, you know, Father, you know, I'll do that. You know, if, if, if somehow that's like the magic, key, you know, to uh, doing this, and so I did. That's a lot of reading, I don't know. Now, if you're my wife and you insist on the Amplified, it takes you twice as long. You might want (laughs) to, you might want to do that in two months. Uh, Now, I'm not saying this is the magic key, you know, that unlocks the the Word of God for you. What I will say is that, uh, first thing was, is my heart was right. So I was going to the Father, and I'm saying, I'm going to do, I'm going to take a step. I'm going to do something, and then it's up to you to do something too. And what happened was, is that that's you find out. In fact, Kate and I were talking about this the other day. That that's the gospels are when you meet Jesus. You find out how he did things. You find out how he thinks. You find out what his attitudes were. You see him get mad. You see him get uh, sad. You see him get uh, you know all these different things. And, and you realize that he was a real person. He was 100% person and 100% God all at the same time. Uh, and so what happens is, of course, we, as an older Christian, you find out that that's just activating the word. It's activating your heart, basically. And then after I did that, I found out I would read the word and it wasn't boring anymore. Suddenly, I understood it better. So what was happening here? No, it wasn't the magic ocean, the silver bullet. All it was, was number one, I was being faithful to do something. I was taking a step in faith, and then God did the rest for me. And then from that point on, I started to realize that the Bible was crazy important. The more that you guys, and I'm I'm using that as an everybody, an all-inclusive, sort of a a (laughs) y'all. So the, the more you get into the word, the more you learn. Uh, and this is the line that you have to make. You have to decide. The first thing you must do if you want to grow spiritually is you must decide that the word of God is the definitive. Amen. If the word of God says it, that's the way it is frequently I'll run into people, well, you know, and they're using their own reasoning. And I'm like, have you ever met those guys that their life is a wreck, but they're trying to tell you that the Bible isn't right? I'm like, "Uh, you know, I don't claim to be having it all together, but, uh, you know, he takes care of me really well. (laughs) Don't you want that? You know, and that's what you want for the, the people that you know in your life. Well, just for fun, uh, Ethan, go ahead and throw up that Second Timothy for me. I do everything generally in the New King James Version. Uh, and that from childhood, you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. So this is what happens. You start getting the Word inside of you. You decide that what God says is correct and then suddenly you have a path. You have a standard. Now, that's the thing that I like to ask people. As I say, "If how do you know what truth is? Especially nowadays. How do you define what truth Well, it's just what I think. And I feel like saying, how's that working for you? You know what I mean? You're like, why are you relying on that? Clearly you're confused. You have no idea what you're doing, but somehow you still want to believe and work with your feelings and with what's in your head. How can that be? Well, you know, people are people. That's that's the thing about it. Now, the the next thing I learned once I started getting into the Word is you can't trust your feelings worth a hoot. Uh, I think what did this for me is girls... Okay, I decided it's time to date, and I feel that maybe this girl over here might be the one. Okay, yeah. And then your feelings get all wrapped up in that, right? Oh, dear. And then you go to pray, and then, of course, you're not hearing it. Like, she's the one, right? Right, 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 right. And then you can almost hear the the spirit going, You know what I mean? Do your thing, big guy. Uh, so, and then, of course, you know, uh, her feelings change in the next week. So then your feelings change in the next week. And then I finally figured out, you know, my feelings don't mean a whole hill of beans. You know, they're, they're really pointless. The source, the foundation, the definition of truth. Lies in the Word of God. If the if if Jesus says it, that's what it is. And then and if if you learn to rely on that as your rock, that makes a makes a big 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 difference in your life. Now you can't be picking a la carte in the body in the Bible, right? You can't say I like this part, but this part, nah, that was for another time. That was for other people. That was for, you know, whatever. Come on now, people. Listen to the word. If he says it, that's what it is. And it's going to be painful. I can can tell you, your flesh does not like that when that happens. You're going to wish that it doesn't say some things that it says in there. And, of course, the Holy Spirit will work with you on that. Now, that was the first thing. That was the beginning. That was when I started to grow. Once I was consistently taking in the Word and establishing the Bible as the standard for who I was, then that became, I I became a lot more stable in just about everything. Now, I always felt like, when I was a teenager, I always felt like God was with me. And I always felt like I could hear him pretty well. I mean, everything was, but I just felt like, uh, like I was unarmed. You know, like I was out in the battlefield and I was just unarmed. You know, I just, I just needed something. And I didn't know what it was. Well, as it turns out, I, went, I got the opportunity to, as a senior in high school to go to Victor Christian Center uh, School. And at that point in time, it was a long time ago, uh, 82, 83, we used to play basketball with Pastor Doherty. That was fun. Yeah. Was a, I got to meet a lot of very cool people. Uh, uh, my gym teacher was uh, Billy Shear of Guts. <laughs> Yeah, we had a really, really cool time. So anyway, uh, we were in a chapel one day, and a guy, Coach Holbrook, he looked like, he looked like uh, Magnum P.I., you know, the young Tom Sillick with, with the cool stash. You know, not the kind of, I mean, the thick, cool stash where you can't imagine him without it. You know, he looked like that guy. Of course, he wore the same shorts, you know, they were way up here. It was in the 80s. You know, the really skinny, tall shorts. But old Coach Hallberg, he didn't take, when it came to that, for the anointing, he 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 did not, uh, he didn't mince any words. So he says, gentlemen, you really need the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you need it now. So he explains to me how, you know, the baptism of the Holy Spirit was a very cool thing. And it was just, it wasn't that you weren't saved right now, of course. And it, you can be saved without it, but it's like that extra boost of juice. It's that extra little thing. Now, here's the thing. When you get the Holy Spirit, you'll see in the Word that it talks about, uh, you'll see that it talks about uh, Him giving you power as well as, A pair language that's just you and him. Oh. Once I figured out to just... Paul says, I wish you all prayed more in the Spirit than I do. So he's saying, use it every day, basically, in Paul. You know, in today's words, that's probably what he would be saying. And, uh, Ethan, go ahead and throw up that Jude 1, if you would, por favor. So this is the second key... Or 1st Jude, I mean, not Jude. Yeah, Jude 1, 16, Do you see that one? It's not that big. Now now listen to this and see if any of this sounds familiar to you. Are we ready? These are grumblers, complainers, walking according to their own lusts, and they mouth great swelling words, flattering people to gain advantage now, does that, that sound familiar, what's going on here? Give me 17 and, uh, through 19. But you, beloved, remember the words of which were spoken before by the apostles of Lord Jesus Christ, how they told you that there would be mockers in the last time who would walk according to their own ungodly lusts. These are sensual persons who cause divisions, not having the spirit. Now, we're going to read the next line after this, but I wanted you to get the context of this thing. Does this sound familiar to you? Do you all ever feel like you're kind of buffeted around by all of these issues that are coming up in the world today? All of these things that they're giving you as truth, and the Word is saying that it's not? And that's what's happening here. Uh, And you can tell that this is part of what's happening right now. Now, go ahead and give me 20 and 21, Ethan. But you, this is you, y'all. This is you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Ooh! Boy, I think it was Hagen that used to say, if, if that doesn't light your fire, then your wood's wet. Is that you used to say? That? All right, so, so here we go. We have the first part who is telling us that this is what the world is going to try and tell you. The world is going to try and tell you that all these things are okay that all of these things are just fine, and then the word is going to say something different. And you'll feel like you're being pushed away, like you're getting bumped. You're going to feel it's going to try and take you out of peace. Now, how many of you all can get on Facebook and lose your peace <laughs> in five to eight minutes? It doesn't take long, right? So God has given us a solution. And what did he say that that was? Build up your most holy faith. And how do you do it? You pray in the Spirit. Oh, man. When I was 17 and I figured out that I could just pray in the Spirit, and when I prayed in the Spirit, it was just me and God, and Satan couldn't even, he had no clue what I was saying. And now here's the best part. The Holy Spirit prays through you. You don't even have to know what to pray. Oh, how many of y'all have a, a relative that you love them so, and it just troubles you, you know, and you don't even know what to pray. You're like, I've told them everything I need to tell them. They just don't listen to me. So what can you do? Oh, get in there. Get in there and start praying in the spirit for them. Start praying in the spirit. Uh, there 's a, a Christian comedian years ago, and one of his things was "You know what, if you could see in the spirit you 'd see those old ladies. if you could see them in the spirit they 'd be Schwarzenegger with one of those big old guns. He says they ain 't got nothing to do but to pray for you he says if you if you get on their list, you might as well just quit, just quit, get saved. Hallelujah. <laughs> Right, isn't that true? My mom was kind of that way You know, I'm, you, you didn't have a chance Once she started praying for you So, I went through all of that The second piece Remember, the first piece was Of course, you have to get in the Word And you have to make it fundamental Okay, the next piece, of course Was you, you need If you don't have your own prayer language With the Holy Spirit Oh, please Look into it Pray about it And if you need it Let me know And we'll, we'll take care of that and there's two reasons for that. Of course you can pray for everybody, but the other thing is is you can pray until you feel peace. So when Facebook gets you all beat up, knocked around and fired up and all that sort of thing, and all of these lies that the media tries to sell you about what's okay and what's not, they'll try and tell you that killing children, babies is a good thing? What in the world? And then of course that should that should get you all Fired up, you know, the spiritual inside it should. So you pray about it, and then you find peace. So when you want to date that girl, uh, what do you do? You pray for her in the spirit, and and you pray until you feel peace. And it may be that he'll say, don't go anywhere near her. And you pray, and that don't go anywhere near gives you a great peace. And then you know, what do you do? So that's how you do it. You follow your peace. All right. this is, And we're to my third and final step. Are you ready? So you got to remember I was only 17, so Jesus was keeping it pretty simple for me. There's not a lot of hardcore stuff in here. Oh, one extra thing that I will tell you that is important. When you are praying in the Holy Spirit, The Holy Spirit, anything He tells you will always, always, always line up to the written Word of God. Every single time. If it does not, guess what? You ignore that part. You don't need it. Get rid of it. Because the Holy Spirit always agrees with the Word, which is Jesus. So... Anyway, that that was extra. That was for free. Remember, Darla gave you a free couple one, a couple of those for free on the side the other day. Wasn't she awesome? Well, I'm so glad she's my wife. She, she preaches all that stuff to me first, usually. <laughs> all right. The, now, the third thing in your life that you'll run into, especially if you're an adult, when you get saved. What will happen is, is, you'll get into the Word, you'll get anointed, you know, you'll, with the Holy Spirit, you'll start to pray, and what will start to happen is, He'll start telling you things that you need to knock out of your life. All right, for me, take another guess what it was it was girls. You know. <laughs> It wasn't until I quit dating completely and didn't care if I ever got married that I met Darla. But that took me almost 27 years. So, you know, slow learner. (laughs) Throw up Hebrews 12 for me, Ethan. I always spring that on him. (laughs) All right, here, let me. You know, I have a screen back there, but I like to read it off of here. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author, oh, and the finisher, the finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that is set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down ah, at the right hand of the throne of God. Mm, 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 mm. If you need some more wood, because your other word got burned, then well, man, man, man. Mm, mm, mm. That was good. All right, so let's break it down a little bit. He likens Paul when he when he 's talking here to the Hebrews, he likens sin as to weights, so any of you that have ever run uh, a five k or something like that, can you imagine running a five k with a bag of dog food on your shoulders all right you 'd be slow and you, you know i i don't know if you'd make it without dropping the bag so many times that it'd probably all leak out all right so this is and Here's the thing, don't compare you to anybody else when you get to this step. When I was 17, it was a bad habit that I got into, and I think it's just a teenager thing, where you look at somebody else and you say, ooh, they got it all together, right? I promise. All right, so, and you can't, if it was okay for someone else to do something, it may not be okay for you, or vice versa. We're all, we're all running our own race. So when the Holy Spirit comes to you and says, you really don't need to listen to some of the music that you're listening to. Uh, he actually, when I was 17, the Holy Spirit came to me and he says, you may not listen to any music that was, is not Christian music. You know, the older I got, he, he lets me listen to some bands like he would Candy. You know, I can have a little, but, you know, I'm not going to, like, throw down on it, you know. So I, I listen primarily to Christian bands, even still. Uh, but that, for me, was a problem. I couldn't listen, and for about two three years until I got into college, I graduated from ORU, and once uh, I was in college, he started to loosen that up a little bit. Meanwhile, I had a buddy who it was perfectly fine for him to listen to anything he wanted, and it wasn't a problem. The Holy Spirit hadn't addressed that in his life. Uh, and you'll find that for any number of different things, it could be smoking, could be drinking, could be cursing, could be uh, any of these things that the Bible is clearly not supportive of. But if the Holy Spirit hasn't told the other person, then you don't have any business worrying about it. You listen to the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit would lead you, and that was pretty much. If you want to grow spiritually, if you do those three things, I can guarantee that you will grow spiritually. You'll get to the point where you can preach like uh, Pastor Mark. If you've ever I don't know how many of you have heard him go, he, he'll he'll light it up, or uh, or, or like Cade, or uh, anybody like that. All right. Father, where would you have me go? All right, Ethan, would you throw up Psalms 143 for me real quick? And then we're going to... Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplications. In your faithfulness, answer me. And in your righteousness, do not enter in judgment with your servant. For in your sight, no knowing, one knowing living is, is righteous. What I want you to really look at there in Psalms 143 is the teach me to do your will. So you go to the word, you read it, you find how he would have you behave and what you do. You, talk, you pray in the spirit about what the word says. And he'll say, well, I think you need to, to uh, yeah, there we go. Lead me in the land of uprightness. Mm. So if you put these three things together, eliminate the stuff that he shows you. So pray pray about the word that you've read and then have him teach you what you need to know. And from then on, you just eliminate what you need to eliminate and you'll be in peace all those times. So I think that's about all that I have to go on it, uh, uh, Kate, unless you uh, have a leading to go anywhere different. So here, just real quick, let's pray just to make sure that we're, we're going the right direction here. Father, Father, we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Father, I just ask that you seal these things in our heart to listen to your word, to
0: listen to your spirit, and, and to do what you would have us do in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for joining us. And a special thanks to those that give in to our ministry. It's because of your generous giving that we're able to lead people to Jesus and make a difference all around the world. If you're ready to give, head to your browser and type nolimits.fyi into the address bar. And if you were encouraged by this podcast, then hit that share button and pass it on so that others can be encouraged as well. Or you can even take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. Thanks again for listening. Now let's go make a difference.